Warning, the following podcast is not suitable for all audiences. Trigger warnings from the stories I cover may include violence, rape, murder, and offenses against children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to Crime Bay. This is your host Liz. And today's story is a must cover, especially after watching The Tinder Swindler. If you haven't watched it yet, it is on Netflix. I encourage you to watch it. And if you already watched it, you know this episode's about to get crazy. Okay, so before we get started, I just want to say something really quick. Um, So those of you who know me know that I am the oldest of four siblings. I have two sisters and one brother, and we are all seven years apart, which makes me 21 years older than my youngest sister. While covering this story, I couldn't help to think about the victim and how young she was. She was only one year older than my sister Annie, and the whole time I was just like, oh my god. This is so scary because it's something that can really happen to anyone nowadays because I know that sometimes when we watch a scary movie or we listen to a podcast or we're watching a true crime show, we're like, why would she do that? Why? I would never have done that. But nowadays, a lot of couples actually meet through the internet first. Like, this is how people are getting into relationships now through apps, through social media. And sadly, we forget that not everyone out there is nice. Not everyone out there that we meet or is trying to get to know us have good intentions. With that said, let's get started with today's episode. Grace Emmy Rose Milan was born December 2nd, 1996. In the UK to parents David Milan and Gillian Milan. And at this point, David had two boys from his previous marriage named Michael and Declan Milan. So Grace was Jillian and David's first child together. Growing up being the only girl in the house, Grace loved hockey. She even mentored younger players as she got older. She was always very kind and made them feel included. On September 2018, Grace graduated from the University of Lincoln in England with a degree of advertising and marketing. After graduating, Grace decided to take some time off, some time to travel. She wanted to explore and experience other countries. Prior to her leaving on her new exciting adventure, she decided to cut her long, beautiful hair and donate it to the Little Princess Trust, which is an organization that provides free real hair wigs to children who have lost their own hair to cancer treatments. I feel like that act alone speaks volumes of the kind of human being she truly was. On October 2018, Grace began her journey backpacking. She began this adventure in Lima, Peru with a group of people before traveling on her own toward the Patagonia region, making short stops in Bolivia and making her way to New Zealand. She arrived to New Zealand on November 20th, 2018. She spent some time in the Bay of Islands, then headed to Auckland. On December 1st, 2018, Grace arrives to Auckland and checks into the City Live Auckland Hotel. The very next day, December 2nd, 2018, was actually Grace's 22nd birthday. Her friends and family did not hold back. 
That morning, they were blowing up Grace's phone, ready to wish her happy birthday. But as the day progressed and all the messages and phone calls remained unanswered, Grace's parents became worried. They continued trying her phone. They kept blowing her up. They wanted to get a hold of her. They knew that this was not like her. I mean, prior to December 2nd, Grace would send them pictures like all the time, just keeping them in the loop, making sure that they knew what she was doing, what she was up to, showing them all the new stuff she was trying out. So the fact that, you know, they were getting no response the day of her birthday was a huge red flag. But on the other hand, I mean, if you think about it, Grace is a 22-year-old university graduate who has been traveling the world on her own for the past two months, so she doesn't necessarily have to answer her phone right away. I mean, think about it. She's an adult. For all they know, she's probably hiking, you know, and in an area where there's no signal. But as her birthday's coming to an end and nobody has heard back from her, her parents are really trying their hardest not to overreact. So that night, Grace's family and friends go to bed with Grace in mind, praying and hoping they hear back from her in the morning. Three days later of all the calls going unanswered and straight to voicemail, Grace's parents decide to reach out to the New Zealand Police Department. Imagine being in a whole other country and you're trying to figure out where your daughter's at. Like, where do you even begin? Just thinking about it stresses me out. I know that in a lot of the cases, it's really, it takes forever for, you know, something to be done. Or especially when you're an adult, like the cops don't really want to look into it, you know. Um, but in this case, man, props to New Zealand police. Because on December 6, 2018, not even a day later, police announced that they have brought a 26-year-old man in for questioning in connection to Grace's disappearance. But they do not release his identity, so they leave him unnamed. But on December 8, 2018, not even two days later, police announced that Grace's missing person investigation has now become a murder investigation. Police also announced that the man that had been brought in for questioning has also been charged with Grace's murder. The next day, December 9, 2018, at around 4 p.m., Police announced that Grace Mullane's body had been found. It was located about 50 minutes away from the hotel she had last stayed at. So remember, we're in 2018, okay? She was in a very busy city. Therefore, there was extensive CCTV footage. So all this captured footage was key to solving this case. There's literally over 55 minutes of footage that I found on YouTube showing her every movement leading to her disappearance. Watching the video was very nerve-wracking. Um, I'm actually going to add it to the notes. That way you guys can click on it and watch it if you wish. Um, but it shows her leaving her hotel December 1st by herself around 5.37 p.m. She is seen wearing a white t-shirt dress, white lace-up shoes, a white watch, and her purse. Grace is seen making her way to Sky City, Auckland, where there's theaters, restaurants, bars. Uh, it looks very similar to a Las Vegas strip. She is then seen near a dining area 
where she just constantly looks at her phone and it kind of looks like she's waiting for someone. Then she is approached by a man and they are seen sharing a very awkward hug. They then walk together to a bar called Andy's. After getting a few drinks there, they make their way to the Mexican cafe where they share a few more drinks. After a few drinks, they look a little bit more comfortable with each other. They're sitting a bit closer. So this definitely was like a date. At around 8.30 p.m., they are seen at the Bluestone Room having dinner. They are definitely much more comfortable. They are seen laughing and talking, and they even share a few kisses. At around 8.56 p.m., the man she's with is seen leaving to the restroom. She takes out her phone and gets on it for the first time in a while. When the man comes back, she leaves her purse there, and she herself goes to the restroom. But when she's gone, this guy immediately grabs her purse and starts looking through it. Major red flag. I mean, up to this point, the date seemed pretty normal. I mean, who does that? What could he possibly need from her purse? That is totally weird and not to mention super disrespectful. So they leave the restaurant together. Um, he obviously didn't get caught looking through her purse. They head over to Grace's date's so-called apartment, which in reality is a hotel, similar to an extended stay, and Grace Mullane was never seen again. Investigators continue to comb through CCTV, and it becomes obvious Grace never made it out of that room. On the other hand, Jesse is seen leaving and coming back countless times. He is seen purchasing a large suitcase and cleaning supplies on December 2nd which is supposed to be Grace Mullane's actual birthday. He is then later seen again at a car rental place renting a red sedan. The evening of December 2nd, he is seen meeting up with yet another Tinder date. They are seen sharing a few drinks, but according to a few articles, he made his date feel so uncomfortable, she ends up lying to him about where she parked, so she doesn't have to walk towards her vehicle with him. Later that evening, he is seen returning to his room with a rug doctor, a carpet cleaning device. And the next time he is seen on camera, he is moving two large suitcases into his car using a hotel luggage cart. The next morning, he is seen purchasing a red shovel. He stops at the dry cleaners, then goes to wash the rental before returning to his room. The police have seen enough, so on December 6th, they bring him in for questioning. So let me go over the timeline really quick. Grace went missing on the 1st. Her birthday was on the 2nd. Her parents decided to call the police three days later, which would be the 5th. And police captured him and brought him in on the 6th. How fast was that? The police wasted no time. So the man tells police that he met Grace on Tinder and that the last time he saw her was December 1st, around 8 p.m., right after their first date. So because of the camera footage, police knew he was full of shit and they confront him. Two days later, on December 8th, they charged him with Grace's murder. Searches on his phone led them to her body. He had searched the exact location where he had discarded her body on his GPS. So police drove out there and immediately found her. Grace's family was devastated, angry, and confused. 
Everything was so sudden, they needed answers. The monster responsible for Grace's disappearance and murder was Jesse Kempson, born December 28, 1991. Even though there was large amounts of evidence against him, this guy really decided to plead not guilty. At trial, it was stated that Grace was strangled to death. The defense claimed it was an accidental murder of rough play gone wrong. But evidence showed that it was not accidental. He went above and beyond to try to cover his tracks. He could have called the police and ambulance if it was truly an accident. They also released the Tinder messages or exchanges in between them. And it shows how aggressive he was trying to get her out on a date. He was very persistent. And through her messages, you can tell that she didn't really want to go out. Sadly, Grace was found in a suitcase in a shallow grave. And after a three-week trial, the jury returned with a guilty verdict. Trust your instinct, you guys. If you have a bad feeling about someone, don't go anywhere. You do not owe anyone anything. Not even an explanation. People are not always what they seem. So trust your instinct, keep your distance, check in with your family members or someone you trust. Let them know you're going on a date with so-and-so or that you're meeting someone somewhere. Make sure that somebody knows. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I know I've been MIA for a very long time. I had to take a break uh, to catch up with my aesthetic business. If you follow me on Instagram at Legendary Aesthetics LC, you know that I am always <laughs> busy. You guys, I'm not complaining, okay? I love my job. I love my clients. But I'm extremely happy that I was able to bring you guys another case. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Crime Bay. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Crime Bay Official, where I will be uploading pictures of every story we cover. Crime Bay is a podcast executive produced, researched, and hosted by Lisette Cervantes. Sounds designed by Ruben Solorio. You can find all source material for this episode underneath the episode description.